This is Friend Game. It's a show where friends talk about games. That's an intro. Boy, is it ever. <laughs> I thought you nailed that. Thanks. Um, that's Andrew right there <laughs> speaking. Yes. Let's use take one on that intro. That's good. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, and that's Daniel. Um, and they're both my friends. And uh, we all play games. Sure so do. So let's talk about them. And who are you, guy that's talking? That's good co-hosting. That's oh. really good co-hosting. <laughs> um, my name is Landon. And, uh, and yeah, and we're going to talk about games here for a little while. I don't know how long or what for, but that's what we're going to do. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Man, I am sold. Skip to episode <laughs> if I, two. Yeah, if, if I was tuning in on the, the, the first time, didn't know what I was listening to, I would be sold. <laughs> Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> yeah, we, we know each other through comedy, so we're all, that's kind of a thing, but, you know... That doesn't mean anything. It won't be evident in listening to the podcast that any of us are no, comedians. As a matter of fact, it'll be like sub-evident. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So try to ignore that piece of information that I just gave. Um, what's going on in the world of games? Uh, Daniel, I want to start with you. Have sure. You been, have you been playing anything uh, of note this week? Um, well, you know, uh, as of today, uh, when we post this, this will be, uh, you know, redundant and irrelevant, but as of today, the Iron Banner event started on Destiny 2, and, uh, you know, it's a game that keeps pulling me back. I cannot <laughs> escape Destiny 2's orbit, uh, so I'm back in there, sucking it up and losing in the Crucible, uh... As I am wont to do, and then lately on Steam, it's been out for quite a while. But on my computer, I've been playing a game called Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, uh, that's a whole lot of fun. It's one of those super duper hard bullet hell style, uh, randomly generated dungeon crawlers that uh, seem to once again pull me in to uh, their radius. What is it about Gungeon that you are uh, that you're finding you know, that that makes you keep coming back? Because I, I play a fair amount of roguelikes, and and I I bounced off of Gungeon for some reason. I did too. I bounced off of Enter the Gungeon three or four times because it's like this shit is too hard. It doesn't give me enough health, and I keep dying after the first floor. Um, and I tried it like a fifth or a sixth time, and suddenly I was kind of getting the mechanics, and I was understanding the game and how it worked, and I got better and better at it. I, I think what really attracted me to it and pulled me back into it is that it reminded me of probably my favorite game of all time, which is The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Yeah. Uh, once again, roguelike, randomly generated bullet hell. Um, Enter the Gungeon also has a lot of dumb puns. Uh, if you are familiar with the world of gaming, uh, Dungeons and Dragon, uh, pop culture in general, it's likely going to reference action movies, whatever. If there is a property, an intellectual property that has guns or weapons in it, there's a good chance that it's referenced in Enter the Gungeon. Man, and that's just like the stew that you eat up. You love puns and references and all you know, that's <laughs> yeah. That's your that's your that's your meal time. Puns and guns, baby. Puns and guns. Puns and guns. Puns and guns. I yeah. I go back for seconds on pun stew, let me tell you folks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I liked Gungeon. I'm with you. Binding of Isaac is one of my favorite games of all time. I've definitely sunk the most time into that game. Um, probably out of, you know, anything else, but maybe besides Destiny or, mm -hmm. you know, something to that degree. But it's, you know, I always come back to it. I've got Steam pulled up right now. Uh, let me check because it tells you how much of your sad life you've spent playing your games. <laughs> um, oh. For The Binding of Isaac... The original release, uh, like the Super Flash game, Newgrounds right. kind of one, I have 163 hours. Uh, for the Binding of Isaac Rebirth, I have 520 hours played. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing with my life, listeners. <laughs> 
I, I've bought Binding of Isaac on just about every platform that it's available on, um, including iOS, where I played it for about a week before it was like, you know, I was like, this is not this is not how I want to play this game, but right. I will play this game this way if, uh, you know, if I'm just sitting on the couch or whatever. Um, it wasn't awful uh, with the touch controls, but it, it wasn't great either. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've got it on Switch, so I, why would I be sitting there with touch controls whenever I can just pull it up on the Switch? But that's uh, that's my gaming life right now. That's kind of you for this week, huh? Yeah, bouncing between Destiny 2 and Enter the Gungeon because I did just finish up playing the excellent Spider-Man game on the PlayStation 4. Yeah, yeah. Nice. The, the, the multiple million selling yes. uh, Spider-Man game. Uh, Andrew, yes, what have you sir. been playing uh well uh Overwatch uh just announced and released Roll Queue on console and I think you mentioned but we all play on PS4 so finally I'm able to play what all the uh, PC Master Race has been playing for the last uh, month or so in the PTR <laughs> uh Roll Queue basically if you're not familiar well Overwatch first of all is a role based you know shooter game with some strategy involved there are tanks there are DPS heroes there are healers. I don't think anybody listening to this doesn't already know that. But Roll Q locks you into two ha- two tanks, two healers, and two DPS characters. And so gone are the days where I'm having to heal five people that want to play the most edge case DPS heroes in the game. Uh, and we just slow motion train wreck into a loss. Uh, now it's actually kind of neat and balanced in a way where you have to really kind of think of things and... Uh, and plays more smart than maybe sometimes you do if you know you're going to lose a game. You just kind of fuck off and pick Widowmaker or something dumb. Um, so that's been interesting to watch them sort of beta test that in between season 17 and 18 of competitive uh, play, uh, which will end on September 1st. So they're starting season 18 with Roll Queue Enforced. Um, and I have mixed feelings about that. So I've been kind of in and out with that. Uh, obviously, as Daniel mentioned, I've been playing a lot of Destiny because I was way out on the Solstice armor grind when that happened. I was like, I don't, that sounds dumb. And then I hopped on and did like one of the missions. I think by Landon, you might have been on when I first got on and I just tried it and I was like, God damn it. I guess I'm going to do the whole fucking, like I just went <laughs> full in. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this obviously for two full weeks until I finish both armor sets, right? Um, so yeah. And like Daniel mentioned, like that's a game that keeps pulling me back. I, I sort of left during black armory cause of the forge thing. And it seemed impossible to get the right level to do any of the forges. And so I was just like, well, screw this. I'll play anything else. And then now that there's seems like to be a meaningful chase to do. And then it's, you know, a set of armor that will lead you into shadow keep with like their new armor enhancement system. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this for two straight weeks. I'm going to have no life and just grind this armor out. Um, so that's been great. And then I have a segment of friends that always want to pull me into playing Fortnite, And I've not been doing that lately as much as going back and revisiting rocket league, which is just a damn fun game. Love <laughs> me some rocket league. You know, I, I was a part of the free beta for rocket league when it was coming out to the PlayStation and I, I, I think I saw about it on Reddit, and it was like, oh, hey, a free game to sort of try out in its beta. Sure, why not? And the minute I learned that you can put hats on the cars, oh, <laughs> I was in. Um, and I was planning on buying it the day it came out, but if uh, you were playing PlayStation Plus around that time and paying for it, it was a free game of the month the day it right. came out. So I did not have the uh, the chance to buy it up front. Yeah, it was super smart because it made everybody... It was like, oh, this game now has an automatic like base Absolutely. of players. Yeah, that's kind of been it. I'm, I'm big on the, like, I feel like a, you know, kind of an outcast, but like, I'll, like, Daniel revealed his number of hours playing Binding of Isaac. I probably have a near a thousand hours in Overwatch and no sign of regret. Uh <laughs> And then Destiny 2, probably, if there was a way to look at the hours played, I mean, even across Destiny 1, Destiny 1 is the first game where I realized I might have a problem because I would spend days upon weeks of just not going to my day job and sitting at home and playing Destiny, and it got to be problematic. 
<laughs> does the app not tell you? Uh, didn't it used to? Well, if it does, I don't want to see that screen. I yeah, that's, just, that's fair. That's probably fair. <laughs> Some truths you should not reveal to yourself. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> How about you, Landon? Let's see. What have I been playing? Well, like, so we all play Destiny together, or we orbit each other in Destiny, more like. And so, yeah, Destiny has been the thing that kind of, once again, yes, back on that Destiny bullshit uh, for me as well. Um Reasonably excited about Shadowkeep, the expansion, which is uh, coming in October. And I'm I'm kind of in your boat, Andrew. I I was like, I'm not going to do this. Anytime there's a quest that pops up, and then I know that there will be multiple steps to complete, I always tell myself, there's no way I'm going to do this. And then you start doing it, and then it's like, oh, well, I guess this isn't that bad. Maybe I'll just... Maybe I'll just do this a little bit more. So the yeah. Solstice Armor was definitely that. At a certain point, it's almost like the sunk cost fallacy where it's like, hey, I've I've come this far, you know? If I walk <laughs> right. away now, it'll all be a waste of time. Well, the gamification that Destiny does, which, I mean, obviously because it's a literal video game, but the gamification that it does of ticking boxes is really remarkable. Like, the, the thing in my brain that is satisfied whenever, you know, I, I get a, uh, requirements of a piece of armor met or something, if I could apply that in any way to my real life, it would... I would be the most successful human being on the planet. Like, but there's no possible way that'll happen. It only happens with imaginary pieces of armor in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> and and so and so yeah, so I got pulled back into that and, you know, I didn't I didn't go full crazy. I only have one character really that I that I play on, so it was just the one armor set and I I was not going to go full on out to uh completely max out that armor set. So so I was doing that. Um, I've also been playing. I dipped my toe into a brand new game called Remnant from the Ashes. Oh yeah, um, how's that? Came out last week. Uh, I I like it a lot. I've now I've only gone through the tutorial and played a little bit more after that. But the so the pitch, the kind of elevator pitch for this game that I that I heard online was, oh, it's like Dark Souls but with guns and like. You know, the, and co-op focus, like, the focus of co-op is, like, you know, much more intense. I mean, Dark Souls is very much a co-op experience if you want it to be. Um, and I lo- I really enjoyed... Dark Souls is one of my favorite games. I really enjoyed uh, going back through and, like, making yourself available for people. You can, like, lay down a little thing and it says, like, hey, I want people to summon me into their game to help with bosses. And I love doing that. I thought it was, like, a lot of fun to kind of... You know, go in there, just kind of you would just grind out a boss with these people, and it was totally random, and it was a lot of fun. Um, this kind of just is that. I mean, it, but it match makes you, you know, into into certain arenas and and whatever else. Everybody's campaign is random in terms of huh. you know how like the layout of the world. So anytime you're going into somebody else's world, it's different from what you see, and that's you know it's it's cool, um, yeah. But the Dark Souls comparison kind of ends with that. I mean, it's got a stamina bar. You roll like the movement is kind of similar, but really it's more just a third person shooter, and and it's a pretty good one. Um, and, and I I have been enjoying my time with it. It's a forty dollar game, so you know I think they're being kind of aggressive with like their you know pitch to people. Like I think they're well aware that like hey. <laughs> nobody's going to pay attention to this game. So uh, here it is. It's 40 bucks. Like, um, give it a shot. And so that was enough for me. And I, I'm glad I hopped in. I hope it doesn't just totally die in the next, like, month or two. Right. Um, which is very possible. But the developers are doing a, a pretty good job of getting out there. They had a stream today, actually, that I randomly kind of came across um, just about their plans and kind of state of the game type situation um so it's cool i i i have not spent a whole lot of time with it like i said but um but i have enjoyed what i have played of it and i think for you know a game that's not a full 60 dollars, i think it's great i you know it's incredible that they're you know willing to put that out there uh i'm one of the idiots that bought lawbreakers so <laughs> oh there you go 
So that so there's so I have this you know I'm I'm not gun shy about it. I really I liked Lawbreakers, but immediately nobody played it, and <laughs> uh, and it and it died like and it died very quickly, and then uh, you know and nobody ever spoke of it ever again, and so. I don't think this will happen with this game. I think this is. Uh, I think it'll. I think it'll gain an audience, um, and I'm excited to see what happens now, going forward. Landon, I looked up uh, Remnant from the Ashes here because I was very unfamiliar with it. You mentioned it a little bit to me the other day. Yeah, um, and I'm going to try and uh, share my screen with you guys here uh, because I'm- I found this picture. Oh God. Um, can you see this? Yeah. yeah. Where these monsters uh, in this screenshot look like meatballs with mouths. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. And they have uh, cleavers and hammers and shit. Uh, what I need to know, and this is a very important question for me, how yes. common are these mouth meatball monsters? Well, I, I will have to say that I have not seen a mouth meatball monster as of okay. yet. Um, but the enemy design is very, like, the whole world is a very, it's like a creepy aesthetic. It's kind of, I don't want to say cartoony in its style, but then when you get into the world, there's this whole, it's like, I don't know, it's a post-apocalypse type situation, and, and these bad guys are, they're called The Root, I think, so that's why they look kind of tree-like. Right, I um, pulled up another screenshot here that uh, very much is a mean tree. It's just uh, a mean tree. I think yeah. that would be the enemy name in the game is Mean Tree. <laughs> Mean tree, uh, yeah. So I have not seen the the mean meatball men, uh, but I have seen a lot of vaguely tree like uh, things. But the sound design is really creepy. The atmosphere is is good. Um, so you know they're doing a good job, and it is kind of cool that at every area is it's procedurally generated, and you can you can tell, but it's not you know done poorly it, it's, right it, it it's it it works it works for what it is and the other thing is you're just going through and you're collecting stuff and it it, it works kind of like it kind of scratches that roguelike itch right of like well i can just roll through this and get a bunch of material for upgrading my stuff you know um and then when i come back to face this boss or whenever I come back to this area, then I'll feel more powerful and strong because I've, I've crafted a better weapon or I've upgraded my gear or whatever it is. Um, so it's got, it definitely has that. And there's, there's a ton of materials and stuff scattered around the maps. So it's been fun, but I haven't spent a whole lot of time with it yet. Is there a, uh, do you customize your character or is it like set character types? So you've got, there's three character types uh-huh. and you choose, one of those character types, but then from there, I think that only dictates like a special ability or something. It kind of like a, I don't want to say it's like a hero system, but from there you, there's gear that you get in the world and it, 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 those, and the gear has different abilities on it too. Again, like I said, I haven't really but fully, are you like, uh, is, is there like a character creator or is it just, here's what the hunters look like or whatever. Right. Yeah, you're. Yeah, for those who don't know Daniel, he's always angling to make his character look as stupid as possible. That's exactly and, how I would put it. Yes, and and I don't know if there's a way to do that in this game. So oh. maybe was that maybe the sound a, of Daniel signing off of Skype? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just just about <laughs> closing the uh, the online storefront for uh, that game right now. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. In fact, you know, if if they were to add in a mode to play as a meatball with a mouth, I would pay ninety dollars for the game. There you go. Well, you hear that? That's that their their ears are ringing, and they're adding it in as we speak. I'm sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, uh, I was trying to grab the. Uh, the creators of it. Oh yeah, you hear that? Perfect World Entertainment Incorporated. <laughs> you want ninety dollars? You know what to do. They'll <laughs> <laughs> send you a meatball with a mouth uh, code, and that you can be the you can be the one per, uh, player controlled enemy. <laughs> Cannot wait. That game does look great, but it's like my thing is like we're right at the horizon of you know the fall season. Where we yes, have, yes. You know, uh, Borderlands 3 
and Destiny Shadow Keeps coming out on the first of October, and then the new Call of Duty, you know, and it's just like, do I drop forty bucks here and have it just evaporate and play this game for maybe a week before something else? Yeah. Or, I, or my problem usually, and in, admittedly, I buy a lot of new games and then I go back to playing Destiny Two and Overwatch because they have that grip right. on me. So well, and that's and that's why I kind of did it earlier than later because I was like, well, I I know if I get this now and put time in it now, I'll I'll spend at least a couple weeks with it. Now yeah. I say that and I got it and like I it sat for like four days before I even played it one time. <laughs> so so yeah, so but I totally know what you mean because we're yeah like we're getting into the fall season here and um you know starting with Borderlands which I think will be kind of my next sort of bigger purchase or bigger time suck i think um you know yeah that's that's right around the corner that's just a couple weeks and that's one of those games i never got into i played a little bit of borderlands 2 when i bought the handsome collection but i can honestly say i just never i was never there at the launch of any of those games um and then we were talking about the other night on destiny that's one of those games where i feel like if if you and a couple of other our shared friends get it i'm gonna be like okay fucking 60 dollars. here we go i'll play with the boys <laughs> you know and then when shadow keep comes out forget about it i'm <laughs> beast yeah then you're then you're just totally gone yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh andrew especially knows this that i'm a bit of a tight ass when it comes to buying games uh where i i mean a- andrew has actually bought me a couple of games because whoa, whoa, whoa. it's like <laughs> listen let's not do this easy here. Okay. I'm his game. I'm his uh, game in exchange daddy, okay? in exchange for minor favors, but uh it's just I'm I'm reluctant to drop that full 60 bucks because I am poor, I am destitute. Uh please listeners help me. Um but <laughs> I uh Daniel speaking into a can that's uh, the, with a string. Yeah, it's going the string into the ground into the computer at the local library. Um <laughs> But uh, it's at this time of year, especially, I'm always reluctant to drop $60 because it's like, even if it's a new game, I can wait till November and hit those sweet, sweet Black Friday deals, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm going to be getting Shadow Keep. Borderlands 3 might wait for a discount, you know? Well, and yeah. Borderlands is one of those games where I, I you know, they're, the world, it's been so long since Borderlands 2. And. The world has moved on in many ways. I, I I hope that it is reflected in the game design of some, you know, even in just the, like, Borderlands feels, uh, when you go back and play it right now, it doesn't feel exactly like a modern shooter. There's no. something about the way that it, that it moves. There's something about the way that it feels that just doesn't kind of, you know, it, it's not, it doesn't feel great. So I hope that Borderlands 3 is, is definitely more modern. Now, all the other stuff that kind of revolves around the world of Borderlands, the humor, the writing, all that other stuff, which I, I, could, I could take or leave. And most of the time, I can leave it. Um, Ooh, got him. Yeah. <laughs> take that gearbox. Didn't even take have to it. look that up. That's right. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, you guys want to talk about some news? I pulled some news stories, but... They, so yeah. these are just the ones that caught my eye. Hold on, Landon. Landon, what's this news segment called? Uh, you news, you lose. <laughs> you news, you lose. You news, you, you lose. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, I pulled news that... So I just like yeah. glanced over the news, and I pulled things that I thought were uh, more funny than interesting. Or these aren't necessarily the top stories, but... Sure. These are things that that made me laugh. Uh, the first one here that I pulled was that Ninja has signed a deal with Adidas. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he mentioned he can't talk about specifically what it is, and you know, blah blah. It's going to get re- revealed more later or whatnot. And he said you can Im- you can probably imagine what it might be or whatever. But I was read that and I was like, uh, no, <laughs> like I have no <laughs> no fucking idea what it what it could possibly be. Uh, I can't say what it is, but uh, I'm pretty sure you'll all know exactly what it is. My favorite quote from the article, this uh, article is coming from The Verge, and the quote in here was, oh no, Adidas. Adidas said that the partnership might lead to products in either the physical or virtual world. <laughs> right. Well, you 
You don't say, yeah. Adidas. Physical like, this goods? Isn't just, this isn't just a feel-good spiritual partnership? <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, as much as I want to be like, ah, oh, fucking ninja, like, good for him, you know? The dude is like a multi-millionaire oh, yeah. from doing, you know, doing what we do every day for free. <laughs> Living the dream, get you it, know? Get it while you can, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think it's interesting that, like, you're seeing more and more... Like, you know, the Fortnite World Cup and all of this high-profile esports stuff. Like, last year, the Overwatch uh, League championship game was on ESPN, like, the original ESPN, not ESPN 4 or whatever. It was on, you know, the regular ESPN. That was... I was like, okay, this is huge to, for for yeah. gaming to be stepping into such a big piece of, you know, the cultural map or whatnot. Um Really cool. And and guys like that, guys like Ninja, basically drive that. You know what I mean? The popularity and everything. So, good yeah. for him. And, and he is a really good, like, you know, whether you watch streamers or you don't watch streamers or whatever. Like, yeah. he's a really good, he's a good, he, he's called it all the time. But he's an ambassador mm-hmm. for this kind of thing. And and he's a pretty good one, you know, like, yeah. as, as people go. And also, he's been doing it for forever. I mean... Yeah. You know, he was like a Halo, a competitive Halo player. So it's not like he's some, you know, young upstart YouTuber who right. decided to start doing this. Like, he's been yeah. doing this for a long time. Yeah, just because a lot of people mistake, like, you may have just heard of him. I probably personally heard of him maybe a year ago. That doesn't mean he started when I heard of him. You know what I mean? He's been right, doing right. it a long time. So, you know, props. That's awesome. And this is, of course, coming off the heels of him leaving Twitch very publicly and going to Mixer, Microsoft streaming platform, for, like, you know, who knows how much money it was rumored. Many things were rumored. The, the most common rumor that I heard was $50 million, but I don't think that number has been confirmed. Um, but but I mean, you know, you that's crazy. That it, does it feel to you that that might be some sort of timed exclusive sort of thing where he will eventually, that money truck ends up, driving away and he goes back to twitch because that's what it feels like to me i don't know i think it would depend on if his audience left yeah. like i think if his if he didn't have an audience anymore well first of all they clearly uh you know they clearly had to give him enough money so that if that were to happen he wouldn't do that you know what i mean like right he could he could just not he could just not do this anymore for a while and it would be fine. But then the other thing is I think, you know, and this is maybe kind of a little bit out there cause we don't know anything about the game, but you know, his roots are in halo and oh, he's, yeah. he's like, he's snuggling up to Microsoft here and halo they're, Infinite. they're, you know, going to release this halo infinite at the start of their new console. So, yeah, they're going to have all of this stuff, and they're going to have Ninja, and they're banking on that he will continually be popular You know, whenever that happens. Now it's up to Microsoft to get this game out and make it like worth you know, paying attention to. Yeah. That's, I hadn't even thought about that. That's an that's a excellent point. And I'm all for it. Like, I, I think it's totally fine. I think platform wars and all that other stuff is really, really stupid, but I, I also feel like Twitch, I think people have been pretty vocal about Twitch being uh, not super great uh, in a lot of different ways, both to their partners and, you know, just in general. And obviously, you know, it's Amazon. So, like, yeah. you, you, have to, <laughs> you have to wonder, you know, how, sure. how, how much they think or care about anything that they're doing, really, right? Right. That's true. Not yeah. that Microsoft is some giant altruistic, you know, wonderful company. No, but I mean, when we when we conceptualized, started talking about doing this show, like one of the things I we were talking about was like possibly doing like co streams on Mixer, and then the more I looked into that and I saw people doing it on Mixer, the more I realized, well, this looks and sounds just like streaming, like both of us, like you streaming and sharing my audio or vice versa onto Twitch or YouTube from the PlayStation. You know, I kind of thought it was more like, you know, your camera in this corner, my camera in this corner, but it's really just pretty basic stuff. So, um, yeah, the, the tech is definitely better on Mixer. I don't know what I'm sure that Twitch has caught up a little bit, but I mean, they were they were one of the first ones to have like really low latency, um, you know, chat and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, because on Twitch, if you're if you're not a partner or whatever they call that, whatever they call their partners, um, 
you know, you have like a, it's like a 60 second or 30 second delay yeah. and, and mixer is not that high at all. Um, so, you know, the tech is good. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, nobody's, uh, even with the popularity of Ninja going to mixer, it's not like, um, no, he's definitely got a lot of subscribers there, but we haven't seen the giant growth of mixer just yet. Will that happen? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. And not to overshadow Ninja, but this story that I actually saw this on Reddit and I showed my phone to my little sister, the Lion King and Aladdin remasters that are coming out. Yes. I <laughs> yeah. am all fucking about that. Those games defined a huge chunk of my childhood on the Sega Genesis. I'm not. Those games are both just hard as hell. Let me just say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm here for it. Granted, I was probably like... <sighs> I, I I remember playing the Lion King game. I don't so much remember playing Aladdin. Uh, yeah. But I must have been like, you know, seven or eight. That was one of the first games I played. And I didn't play yeah. it on the Genesis. No, no. I played it on uh, my dad's Sega Game Gear handheld yeah, okay. console. <laughs> wow. Um, and, yeah, I honestly... I don't know if I ever made it past the first level. Hell no, you didn't. Uh, on The Lion King. They were hard games that you had to. I, I rented them a ton, and I always put in codes for extra <laughs> lives and for invulnerability and things like that. The The thing about this that, I, that I'm kind of bummed about is it is the. For the Aladdin version, it is the uh, Genesis Aladdin, not the Super Nintendo Aladdin. Um, so, cause they're made by two different people, two different companies rather. So, uh, so yeah, so it's just the Genesis version, which many people regard as the better version. Although history has started to come over to the correct side and so oh my Nintendo version is better. Didn't um, you just say console wars were stupid? Yes, I do. I did, but not when it comes to Sega and Nintendo in the nineties. Uh-huh. Those, yeah. that was the only real console war. The original and, console war. Landon, come on. When will you realize that Sega does what Nintendo don't? The only reason that people liked that Genesis Aladdin was because he had a sword and he ran around with a sword and they thought, oh, that's cool. Aladdin has a sword. He could like kill people, I guess. And yeah, that was not the, in the Super Nintendo Aladdin. He threw apples and everybody thought that was lame. And I get it. It is lame. Okay, fine. It's lame. Well, let How me ask you times- this. Go ahead, Daniel. You're probably making the same joke. Go no, you, can, you have it, please. <laughs> I was just going to say, how many times have you heard of a kid running into school and throwing apples at his friends? <laughs> it doesn't happen. Guys, oh, I was right. going to say, at how many points in the game does Aladdin ask uh, his enemies how they like them apples? Oh, no. <laughs> I mm-hmm. I was making a comparison about school shootings. You obviously uh, went for the more wholesome joke. <laughs> both equally good. Yeah. Well, we all we all know that video games are the cause of all of our problems. So Absolutely. I'm surprised. I'm surprised we didn't see a lot of kids throwing apples. Um, no, this is a this was cool. This was cool news. It kind of come came out of nowhere. It came out of this GameStop managers conference, which. Mm-hmm. I didn't really uh, – I think there have been a couple of announcements come out of these things in the past, but like it is kind of strange to get a piece of news out yeah. of a GameStop managers conference. I'm going to be fully transparent here. I didn't know GameStop was still in business. Well, that's the thing. They're, <laughs> they're, they're bar- they barely are in business. Right. Um, so, I think I they're mean, offloading they- everything to their ThinkGeek brand like that's their the think geek stores in the mall like that's gamestop and that's kind of where they're trying to push everything too i I don't i don't know if this is i I don't know the state of their thing but like i think the think geek thing was like a a desperate bid to like stay relevant and it didn't work so so i think yeah so i (laughs) i think that because i mean they just laid off a bunch of people and so for them to have a gamestop managers conference and like unveil video games is like a little weird and it's like also i mean i'm not there but it also feels a little tone deaf right after like they lay off like i think they laid off like 112 people or something yeah. and uh and so then they're like hey but hey lion king and aladdin huh yeah. 
I mean, I guess in fairness, they're unveiling 30-year-old video games. So, yeah. you know, it's not that <laughs> that's, cool. That's true. I wonder, no, yeah. is, this has remasters. Are they actually going to be remasters or are we getting like emulator playable? Because I kind of just want the old game. Like, I don't really, I don't want to, I don't want it to reimagine the graphics as a present day, you know, console. <laughs> let me, let me, let me pitch to you this. What okay. if? We took all of those animated movies that you love, go on, yes. and we made them with human beings I'm in, in live action. How about it? Uh, my concern is uh, the genie in Aladdin, uh, being that he was a you know genie from a bottle. Uh, how do we make him a live action entity? Ah, Benvenido Ami Ami uh, says Will Smith. Um, Oh my God, you've done it! <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe these are these are called remasters, so I don't know what that means. I think they're taking the assets and bumping them up. Um, right? Yeah, we're. I don't, I don't think they're remaking anything. Sort of vague language up-resing. there, because uh, to use an example, uh, the game Ducktales, the uh, platformer for Ducktales, yes, uh, has Ducktales remastered. Where it, you know it's uh, more modern animation and it's pitched up. You're right, but then you know it was right. also re-released as part of the Disney Afternoon Collection. Yeah, and they did they did call that did they call that a remaster or a remake that Ducktales HD thing? I don't know. I'm not. I don't really remember the marketing for it, but both are sort of could be considered remasters because it's like, hey, the frame rate's better and it's made to play on a new console. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that was called DuckTales Remastered. You're totally right. So, and it was remastered quotes uh, where, like, it's the same game, but they overlaid a new art style to it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know whether they're, I don't know what it looks like. They didn't show any screenshots. They just showed the box art. That helps. Yeah. yeah, it really does. I know when I was little and I went to Blockbuster to pick out games, the box art was pretty much the decider because there was no That's internet. That's fair. You couldn't read reviews. The box <laughs> art is the main reason that my older brother and I rented Iggy's Wrecking Balls for the Nintendo 64. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> what a game. Iggy's Wrecking Balls? Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe singular. Maybe Iggy's singular rec- ball. E- no, no, no. You're right. It's Iggy's Wrecking Balls. It's okay. R-E-C-K-I-N. Wrecking Balls. Okay. Yeah. Sure enough. So I'm still correct in assuming that this could be a video game and or a gay pornography film. Like, it's either you, one. You love anthropomorphic <laughs> I <do>. balls. <laughs> I, absolutely, I do. Right, oh, so. someone's screen sharing here. Oh, yeah, yes. you bet. Look yes. at that. Yeah I, yeah, I was looking at the same thing. That is the exactly. titular... Iggy, the eponymous Iggy, uh, and as you can he's see, like an, he's an iguana. I'm assuming. I mean, he's some kind of. Well, I don't know why guy. you would assume that, uh. Daniel. This guy, <laughs> this guy looks like the origin story for where you where you had your affinity of making things look stupid. Like he looks oh. like. The well, I I remember almost nothing about this game, but I do remember I played as this guy named chatter who is all teeth it's just a mouth he has no eyes viewers please look him up um he's just teeth yeah what the hell uh, there's a lot of this is everything's coming together yeah Uh, now i have to buy it's all making sense let's look on twitch and see if anyone's streaming this game right now (laughs) here we go this is even better oh perfect He's got a parachute for some reason. <laughs> oh, don't go that yeah, way. I have go pulled to... up uh, some gameplay of uh, Iggy's Wrecking Balls. This will be really great content for our listeners. Yeah, um, it will be. They can definitely visualize this. Um, so you play as a ball. Well, right now, mm-hmm. he's trying to I, I am assuming this is like a tutorial. I don't know. I'm going to skip ahead in this video. So, uh, there's no one live streaming Iggy's Wrecking Balls right now. Uh, so what a shame. Game. That's a market that we need to fill. Exactly. That's the thing. Like that's what you we're know. doing. Oh my so god. So it's sort of like a racing game uh where you move in directions, you can sort of grapple hook onto platforms. It's Huh. I don't it's remember a game too much for people about people that it. hate games. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it looks psychotic. <laughs> I mean. So, yeah. But how old would you say you were when this? Oh, I don't know. Well, Iggy's Wrecking Balls came out in uh, 1998. So uh, oh, I would have okay. been around six years old at the time. Do the math, listeners. How old am Man. I? <laughs> the hey, math. speaking of uh, old stuff. Yes. Um, World of Warcraft Classic came out. Yes. And it like broke it, the internet in the way that it had so much. It had such higher numbers on, on Twitch that yes. like it was wild. It's like people are, are people just like nostalgic for this thing and they just want to see it here in action like what do you think i watched it for about five minutes before we got on skype i personally like my little sister moved to seattle and she got married and she was like you got to play this game uh it's called world of warcraft i had coincidentally just seen the south park episode make love not warcraft i don't know if that episode was intended to do this but it made me want to play world of warcraft i knew nothing about the game right so my, I saw that. My sister's telling me, you got to play this game. So I hop into basically the Burning Crusade expansion, which is not far from classic WoW. You know, it was a few years after, right? And then I played basically through the next expansion, which was Wrath of the Lich King. And then I stopped for years. And then I would be plagued by this nostalgia to want to go back. And every time I went back, WoW had evolved so many different things that I was like lost. I was like, what do I do? I have pets now and I can go level up my my keep or whatever they were called and it's just so much and so i was watching this twitch stream and thinking oh shit this is more what i'm used to than all the now that's what i'm talking about yeah (laughs) well it's like if i'm nostalgic for wow now i almost feel like i'll get wow classic and go do that even though i never experienced vanilla wow in its true form it's just closer graphically to what i'm kind of used to in my nostalgic mind of you know those days playing world of warcraft so i guess in my in my head like whenever i picture work warcraft i world of warcraft rather i am thinking of like what it was like then you know what i mean because i think i i only played it i played it for they had two week trials you know and i kind of had like i think i had like three of those somehow and i but this was like 2006 i think yeah um Somewhere around six or seven. And in my brain, that's what Warcraft looks like, and that's what it's always looked like. And when I look at, even if I look at like newer WoW, for whatever reason, I still see, you know, (laughs) what I saw back in 2007. So whenever I was looking at the streams today, uh, like it didn't look any different really to me. I mean, I can tell it's different, but like it's such a, like, I don't know, maybe. I don't know. There wasn't. There's like something in me that like doesn't really see it as like an older thing because I feel like it's just always been around. I get it. It's new and yeah. it, you know the the current game is very different and blah blah blah. But like I don't know that. You know my brain doesn't know that. Right. I never really had. I never really had an attachment to World of Warcraft. Uh, once again, being a being a very tight with my wallet when I can the subscription based. Thing never rang true, especially growing up before I had, you know, a job to pay for it. And it was expensive. It was like $15 a month, yeah, I think. For yeah. sure. And um, this is before, like, this is before we were paying for Netflix and Spotify and all this other stuff. Like, so $15 a month sounded pretty steep as just any, for any subscription, no matter what. For sure. I only play. I only played very briefly uh, when they made the base game free. Uh, Andrew talked me into playing a bit, and yeah. I I played to the level cap, and it was just like, yeah, I still don't want to pay for it. Well, and you did good because you your character that you created, you had this whole fan fiction backstory for that just made me giggle. Oh yeah, I, I remember the name he named his character. If you spelled the words wife left backwards. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was the funniest. And I still giggle sometimes thinking about going around with old wife left. Yeah. uh, Tefelafu. Tefelafu, of course. (laughs) I mean, playing, if I haven't. 
I can't overstate this. Playing with Daniel is a treat. He mentioned me buying him games. <laughs> it's only because, and I've told him this. I'm like, I'm buying you this because I want to play this game with you, you idiot. And it's yeah. just, we have we yeah. have bits. Same with you, Landon, and our other friend Anthony, who uh, you know we'll probably have on the show at some point if we yeah ever, we'll get him on. If we ever do this again. <laughs> But I mean, I think it will happen at least one half more times. Oh, at least a half more time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's anyway, I just like you make me laugh so much and all these dumb like fucking who's the guy with the calcified fragment videos from destiny oh jimmy stewart yeah, yeah jimmy stewart, <laughs> stewart. calcified mean, fragment videos. oh my god the inside jokes anyway that was a little um, bit of a rant yeah if if the game doesn't let me make the character look dumb enough i will role play and make that character <laughs> dumb enough so uh tefelifu uh, obviously, uh, for our listeners who can't put it together, his wife left him. Um, yeah, he yes. was a, he, he is my canon, and this is that he was a wizard. His wife left, which drew him into the dark arts of uh, <laughs> being a uh, what is it, a warlock. And uh, I would role play that uh, he had pent up rage that I expressed by killing any wild animal that I saw. <laughs> I would not pass them. I would kill each and every one. Oh man! Oh my god! The ballad of Tefella food. So yeah. Good. Uh, we're we're coming up on an hour here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't. We we had this sort of grand idea of of talk doing like a deep dive into a larger topic, but we've kind of deep dove on everything really. Yeah, we we're uh, diving deep. We're diving on everything deep. no matter what. Maybe next time next time we'll we'll we've got topics, we'll pick one and out and we'll we'll figure it out for next time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can do like let's, a quick roundup, but let's not discuss the format right now. No. Oh no no. I think <laughs> the whole rest of our podcast should be shop talk. <laughs> it's just all what should be what is the format. Once again, if I was listening to this and this was this is the first episode of a podcast, I'm I'm all in, you know. I'm yeah, buying I'm merch. I'm making my own merch. <laughs> Here's the thing about podcasts though. So few people get in on episode number 1 of anything. Oh, so for sure. whoever's That's true. whoever's listening to this right now feels so lucky that you're here. <laughs> You've made it this far. You, Don't stop. Yeah. Sunk cost. And you're like, you're like, I'm here. Yeah, I can do this. I'm going to masterwork all this armor. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, or as we wrap up, uh, let's go around with something that we're looking forward to in the in the next like week or two. Uh, is there like a game coming out? Are you looking for any? Uh, looking forward to like an event of any kind? Like, what's going on? What's going on? You uh, you lead that, Landon. You go first for once. Sh- sure. Uh, my I'm looking forward to this Friday. A game comes out on Nintendo Switch called Astral Chain, and it's by Platinum Games, and it is a ridiculous uh, anime action weirdo, totally bizarre. Uh, kind of action game. So Platinum, you know, they made Bayonetta and and a bunch of other stuff. Ah, so wild and absurd is right in their wheelhouse. Exactly. And then this it pairs it with this like totally weirdo storyline, you know, co- almost incomprehensible, like, you know, this idea that you've got this like, you've got this chain, it connects you to this monster that you're also controlling. And, you know, it's just goofy, but it looks wild. It looks out there. I'm kind of on board for that. And uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to Astral Chain. It's getting great reviews. So I'm excited to play it. It comes out Friday. Love it. Awesome. Uh, I'll jump in. On September 3rd, there is supposedly a mysterious community event on Destiny 2 that's going to sort of bridge the gap for now and you know Shadowkeep, sort of take us into the new expansion. It's on Mars. And they've said nothing else about it. Uh, I'm hoping it's something cool enough that won't be just like, oh, this is dumb. And then I'll go play Overwatch for three weeks until Shadowkeep comes out. But I am sort of in on it because like right now I finished the Solstice armor and I'm sort of find myself going back and going like, okay, like, well, I have all these old exotic quests. So I'm drawn in right now to content that's two years old just because I haven't, you know, it's the, it's the laundry list, the, the box checker that Landon mentioned earlier. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about what that uh, event could be. Um, are they going to do? What do you hope? Game? Like, what do you hope they'll give you? Because the other events that they've done, what have they have done before? They've done like a weapon. They've done an emblem, I think. Yeah, 
I mean, I if I'm if I'm hopeful or wishful, uh, it, some sort of story element that can to just tie it right into Shadowkeep, like maybe the you know Vex or whoever comes on Mars, and then there's I don't know, maybe a sh- I don't know. I have no idea. They're they're going to do it, and they're going to do it great. I just kind of feel like if it's something dumb, like oh, here's another escalation protocol. There was <laughs> you know, that's no thanks. But if it's you know, if it's a sort of I would love like a one or two or three mission long like mini campaign, just like a little storyline to be like, oh, hey, look at all this crap. Maybe come back on October 1st and there will be a whole new story waiting for you. Um, Just something to kind of whet the people's appetites. I mean, I'm already all in, but like I'm just – I'm hype. I'm ready for October 1st and I know – that all I've talked about is Destiny 2 and you guys are much more diverse. I'm just uh, – I'm an addict is what I'm saying. I'm addicted to yes. one game. <laughs> this whole thing is a cry. It's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's just a cry for help. It That's really is. Addicted to Destiny Hall. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Daniel? This, this game is not new. This game has been out for a minute, um, but I just saw that there is a free demo for it on Steam that I'm downloading. This game is called Ape Out. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Ape Out, from what I've seen, looks very much like a minimalist Hotline Miami, except you play as a gorilla, uh, and the music is like, it's jazz. It's jazz music that works with the beat of you uh, murdering guards as a gorilla and escaping wow. from some facility. So yeah, and it's like drums. It's like all these like jazz drums. Yeah. Like it's really cool. So it looks really fun. Uh, if I don't immediately hop onto Destiny Two after we're done recording this, I will play the Ape Out demo immediately after this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's coming to Game Pass or one of the one of the services that I pay for. I don't know which one, but it it will be available uh, as one of the free games for something. Uh, pretty soon. That, that would make sense because it, I, I believe it was released for Microsoft Windows systems. So uh, it would be in that collection. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm looking. I didn't. I, it came out on the Switch as well, and I didn't pick it up whenever it was not on Switch, but I'll definitely check it out on Game Pass for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's by Devolver. They do a lot of real cr- crazy games for uh, the computer. And they're also, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the Devolver's E3 conferences, but those are really wild. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're always out there. Yeah, it's like the Eric Andre show or something. It's just like you don't really know what you're watching. They don't even really talk about their games. They kind of just do absurd, uh, you know, surrealist sketch comedy. Uh, So pretty cool. Because that's what everybody's there for. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, well, hey, fun. thanks, y'all. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to go ahead and ape on out of here, y'all. Uh. <laughs> okay. All right. Guardian down. 